if you have great ideas, they're more willing to gamble on you um, than if you have great art direction because they have designers who will do it. So if you have the ideas, it's going to it's going to be great. But if you just look pretty and you don't have ideas, what can you give them? Welcome to Mad Women, a broadcast with beer and badass women. In the world of advertising, women are rock stars, so we created a place for them to talk about their experiences and voice their opinions with beer. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm an art director, and my favorite meal is cheese and meat plates. <laughs> and I'm Jesse. I'm a copywriter, and I think anything that isn't a black pen isn't even a pen. <laughs> but seriously, like matches my wardrobe. I can't, no, I can't use blue pens. It's like it doesn't look okay. It doesn't feel okay. Does it give you anxiety? Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. It looks like I feel like my handwriting <laughs> looks sloppier and blue ink. <laughs> It's yeah, so stupid, I feel but you. it's like... Once you go black, you never go back. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, welcome to episode number seven. Thank you to everyone who's been listening and supporting us and following us on social media. It means a yeah, lot. And we're we're super active. Like, if you, we want to hear what you guys are thinking, what you guys want to hear, what you guys are liking. You know, and we're really good about getting back to you guys, so don't be afraid to engage us and comment, yeah. like... We're, we love it. Yeah, or message, send us direct messages. But like, tweet at us and stuff. It makes it more fun. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Please tweet us. We love Twitter. <laughs> you can really talk about it. Well, I don't know. Let's see. So we're getting to the end of our quarter. So I feel like it's getting to a point where we're all a little burnt out. <laughs> yeah, we're all a little tired. So I think it's a good day to have a drink. I think we're all in need of a drink. For 40, sure. But. So today's guest, first of all, is one of my best friends, and we'll introduce her in a bit, but she isn't like a super huge beer drinker, so we're going to have her go-to, which is Angry Orchard. If you don't know what Angry Orchard is, it's a cider. <laughs> I personally am, <laughs> am like the anti-cider person. I Oh, no way. I'm opposed to drinking All them. ciders? Not because I don't like them, I just... Like, you know, it's one of those things that's like, I don't understand why. It's like decaf coffee. You know? (laughs) (laughs) No, but they're good. I mean, they're a little sweet. That's one thing that I don't like about them. Like, I I can only have one and then I have to switch to regular beer. But And uh, I used to drink this cider, but I tried one that Stella had. And it's actually better. I really like that one, but... Yeah, that one's more has more of a beer taste. I think to that's it. why you see. It's For like sure. even when I try to not mm-hmm. be a beer person, I'm a beer person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean, girl. I know what you mean. Um. So yeah, let's let's all take a drink. Right, cheers. 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 Uh. All right. So like I said before. Um, today's guest is one of my best friends. She's from LA. She moved across the country to attend Miami ad school. Um, that's where we met. Um, so let's welcome Stephanie. Hello, Steph. Hey, Hey, Steph. Hey guys. Steph and I are sitting on my bedroom floor right now. We are. It's very romantic. It is. We're super close. (laughs) It's a scene out of Lady and the Trap. It's very cute. It is. 
It is. Maybe we'll post a picture. <laughs> All right, Steph. So maybe. tell us yeah, maybe. a little bit about yourself for those of you know those listeners who don't know anything about you. Okay. Well, you know, my name is Stephanie, and she said before I'm coming to Miami so I can go to Miami Ad School and also do the master's program at FIU. Um, I'm an art director by day, a mermaid by night, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> in my dreams. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, that's pretty much me. I'm from LA. If you want to know fun facts, let me know. I got I got a, I got some stored away for good stuff. Oh, don't stuff. worry. We're going to get some fun facts out of you a little later, so. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen that part. <laughs> All right. So, today's topic is a little bit niched for creatives, but we, you know, we on the podcast we like to talk about not just advertising and being creatives, but about life because in this industry it's so important you know it's really hard to say that your life is separate from your work life but i think today mm-hmm. we thought it was really important yeah. to talk about something that a lot of creatives struggle with so we really wanted to have an open conversation about it yeah um so today's topic is creating a portfolio that you're happy with um it's something that every creative needs to have so it's something that everybody can relate to and yeah we wanted to talk to Steph about it today yeah, like personally for me, and I thought at first it was because I was a copywriter, you know, but mm-hmm. making my portfolio was and is still so hard. Like I see people who just they knew what they wanted, they did it, and now they have yeah. their portfolio and they're so happy with it. But me, I feel like I, you know, I, I always want more and want bigger and. Yeah, I feel like I'm still trying to find it, you know, so it's a constant. Yeah, it's a constant craft. Like, I don't know. I made my (coughs) excuse me. I made my um, portfolio that I have now probably like eight months ago or something or like a year ago, I guess is like when I first made it. Um, and it was great. Like it was much better than a lot of people's at school at the time, but now like I haven't really changed mine that much. And I look at everybody else's and like how much they've progressed and like the cool shit they're doing in their portfolios. And I'm like, well, mine sucks now compared to everyone else's. So now I need to like redo it. It's just like a constant. Yeah. It never ends. It's just never ending. And it's so scary because like people, Someone who's trying to hire you might never see you, but they're going to see your portfolio and pressure to have something that's good and something that's representative of whatever it is that you want to put out there. So no pressure, but it needs to be the best fucking thing you've ever done because that's what everyone's going to judge you on. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I'm kind of sad that like the interview process has died a little bit and it's like your portfolio that gets seen first. So I'm, I know. I'm definitely it's like the scary. War- it is scary. Because you need to show yourself in it and you need to show exactly. like your work. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you can't see how hard working a person is in a portfolio. Yeah, it's true. Or like how well you work with others and all that stuff. And that's like that's a lot of what they're looking for. Um But they'll never but see I guess it. in in advertising the work comes first. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and even then sometimes because then you have an interview and they're all like personality, 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 but it's like you would have never seen my personality if I had a shitty portfolio. So, I mean, it's true. It's so true. It's like you have to like portray like all your good work, but then you also have to be like, yeah, I'm someone you want to sit next to at the end of the day. Yeah. Which exactly. is very hard. So It's so difficult. Let's start off with the basic stuff. As it stands right now, are you happy with your portfolio? 
I would say that I'm content with the way that it is. However, there's always something I can change and I have a list of things that I want to be changing. Yeah. But so, but this is the happiest I've been with my portfolio since the whole process of starting portfolio happened. So, mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Like now, like I just said, I want to change mine. Like I was really yeah. happy with my portfolio. Now I have a long <laughs> list of things where it's like yeah. I don't necessarily need to change it right now. Like I can exactly. wait for when I have a little more time. But you just are constantly trying to make your portfolio stand out amongst the saturation of portfolios that are on the web yeah and what's crazy is that most of us are using square squarespace you know and like alex i know you're not but still most of us are using squarespace and there's only i mean obviously you can code and change <laughs> yeah. it but there's these predetermined layouts so how much different can they look you have to do so much exactly. You know, but I remember yeah. stuff one day we were in Heroes and you were just like, I remember you were, you had a portfolio and you had this concept that you wanted to do and you started making your icons and all that stuff. And I remember watching you do that and it was very cool because you kind of gave birth to this really cool <laughs> portfolio and it is, it's a, it's a, it looks yeah. very cool now, I think at least. Thank you. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it was kind of, so Frank. Hamner? Hammer? Hammer. 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 So he, one time in a conversation, was just like, said this thing, transparency is the new black. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like the coolest thing I've ever heard. So I messaged him like, hey, like, I love this. Can I use this in my portfolio? And like, originally that was going to be like my whole theme because I loved it so much. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, I need to do something a little different. So it's not like just advertising is everything about me, you know? Yeah. But I still love that quote. But that was what birthed it. (laughs) I actually say that quote often. I've probably already said it on this show before. (laughs) Just so good. It's just like something that you can pull out and people are like, wow. It's just such a good quote that it's really deep. I love it. (laughs) Just because I feel like that's how I want to be in this industry too. Yeah. And like that's how I want the work to be. Same. So I just love it so much. Um, I I agree because I talked about this with someone recently, one of. Uh, one of the people that go to school with us <clears throat> and we were talking about how important it is that your portfolio shows who you are and a, a while back I was trying to create this portfolio that I thought was pretty and was what people wanted to see and then I realized that I don't want a portfolio that people think is pretty I want a portfolio that shows the kind of work that I like to do and the kind of things that I like because that's what I want people to see. That's what I want the person who's hiring me to see. And I want people who like this, you know, the things that I, that I do to hire me. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a CD who kind of told me like, don't put anything in your book that you wouldn't want to do at a job. So like, if you don't like making videos, don't put videos in your book. Like, or if you, if you don't like doing like, I don't know, after effects type videos, definitely don't put that in your book because you could get hired for that and then you'll be stuck doing that. That's very true. I, that was one of the things that, like, when I had my um, blah, interview with Wang Duty, the creative director was like, oh, this video. And I think it's, like, one of the last pieces in my book. He was like, that's After Effects. Did you make that video? And I did. And I said yes. But I'm always, like, I always tell people, like, this is the first and only one I've made. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I can teach myself how to do it. Again, it's going to take me long. It's not like I, something that I can pull out of my ass. But I think a lot of times, yeah, like I think that's part of the reason why they took me on is because of that video, yeah. <laughs> which it got me a 
like job hey got you internship but like internships yeah yeah and that's definitely harder for for you guys because i mean for copywriters yeah yeah. like you know if you don't want to write lines if you don't but you know i think it's different for you guys (laughs) because for you guys it's do you know after effects do you know photoshop do you Mm. know these things and you have all these skills that you could or can't have but for us it's like you can write or you can't write you know not everybody's a script exactly it's pretty black and white yeah yeah, and that's another thing, too, because a lot of people say you should have, like, a visual style, but then you need to also adapt it to every brand. So it's kind of hard to understand, like, mm-hmm. how do I put myself out there with a style but not show them that I'm one note? So it is exactly. hard as an art director. It's really hard. And you always collab with, sometimes you collab with other art directors, so it's like, do I remake all the work that they did? so to that fit I, my style. Yeah. Wow, that sounds difficult. terrible. I never want to be an art director. That's why it's really hard. Yeah, it's really hard like working with other art directors, not yeah. because you don't want to work with other people, but because you want the work to be your own style. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure you feel the same way as a writer. Oh, yeah. Working with other writers. Like, everyone has a different voice. And when you put two different sentences together that were written by two different people, they're not going to match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I th- so. You know, it's, it's, it's very hard <laughs> as a copywriter to work with someone else because, like you said, people have different voices. So people also have egos and sometimes mm. a, one person will have the the right tone for a particular project and it it needs to be a situation where both people are big enough to say okay you're clearly the person who needs to take the front seat on this and I will help you edit and you know do my part in it but if that isn't happening and I mean it, it happens with me too I'm not the best writer there's always a t- there's been a million times where something happens and I'm like oh shit maybe I shouldn't write this copy this isn't you know, obviously you're much better at this than me, so you write it and I'll just help you out. Right. But. Yeah. I think as art directors, you can see it in other copywriters too, because you can tell their personalities like. Instantly. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Whenever, whenever I get to know a copywriter, (laughs) I like start to read their writing in their voice. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. When I get to know them a bit more, like whenever I read it, I read it like your copy. I always read it as if you're saying it to me over yeah. the phone or something <laughs> but that's it's good so dude. And, you know i i yeah. know that my writing has a, a particular voice and then i always write things in my voice and then I have to like rewrite the same information but in a different you know in mm-hmm. whatever voice i have to adapt to but i know i my, my writing definitely has a very particular voice yeah I mean, every every writer I know, their writing all has a particular voice. Yeah, it's hard not to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, how could you not? So. Yeah. So you told us a little bit about how you had that moment with Frank, where he said that quote and it inspired something. But then you said that you needed to do something else. It couldn't just be that. So, what really? Where did you draw the inspiration for what is your book right now? Okay, so I kind of was like thinking about anything that was transparent and I was like, water. And um, I grew up, so I grew up in LA and the beach was like a really big part of my life and I played water polo even in college. So like I've just always been like a water baby. Um, So I was like, okay, that's just going to be my theme. Um, And I'm surrounded by it here in Miami too. So I think it's just, I'm definitely a coastal kind of personality. So that's kind of how I went about like doing my whole book. And it's just basically off of the fact that I just love the water, and that's, like, a really big part of me. Mm-hmm. And it's that's really different cool. than everybody else's. That's why I like it. Yeah, I kind of went with, like, so I also really am into, like, mood boards and just, like, 
handwritten fonts and sketches. So a lot, and like even my front page, like that's kind of how I designed it. So when you come in, you kind of see a little bit of my personality and then you go to my work and all the other extra fun things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Do you feel like your portfolio now is a good representation of you? I know you talked about how you feel connected to water and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think it is, um, so one of the things that I'm wanting to change is my about me. I haven't really tied it all in and to how the theme is about me and maybe the different characters, you know, not very many like puns, but more like she's calm, but strong, you know, not in a weird way, but, um, I'm going to have, um, Dave, he's going to help me write some because I feel like the about me was the hardest thing for me to write. Yeah, me too. It's always hard writing about yourself. Exactly. You know, it's crazy. I, I think for me, writing about me's is one of my favorite things to do like for other people and it's because I think it's part of that what we were talking about that everybody has a voice and like yeah. I have a voice I know what my about me should sound like but mm-hmm. it's I love getting to know another person and kind of taking on the voice that they want for their about me and creating it like right now I'm writing two about me's for two different people <laughs> I was and about to say, you can make a business out of this at oh, <laughs> Miami Head School. Right. I'm going to start doing it awesome. for all the art directors. Every year, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll just write your about me. But, it, I mean, for me, it's it's fun. It's fun because it's it's kind of exercise for my brain where I'm, you know, learning to adapt to different voices because that's exactly what I have to do. I can't write it as if I were writing one for myself. I have to write it like I'm writing it for someone else. So, I mean, for me, it's fun. True. That'd be good practice. Yeah, yeah. I you guess practice that's good with practice. Mine. <laughs> so it's like you have a new client. <laughs> I'll be using your services. <laughs> you know, I see. I see all these people struggling writing their about me's, and I think it's funny because it sucks. It sucks because people do read your about me's, and like I was talking here to the the guy who kind of does the the selecting for the interns at Ogilvy. Mm-hmm. And they split it into two, and one of their jobs is solely to look at the about me's. And if he doesn't mm. like your about me, you don't even make it to the point where they look at your work, which is yeah, crazy. Yeah, and I think that there, people are starting to do that a lot yeah. more. So. Oh, yeah, because you can be really good, but if you're a shitty person, then nobody wants to work with you. You know, it, it's yeah. sometimes decent. Like, you can, a lot of people are good at writing and being art directors, but. There's some people who are good at that, and they're also good people. So if you're kind of a shitty person, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no. that's and that's the struggle. It's like, how do you show in your portfolio that you're someone they want to like hang out with? Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, that about me is like a really big part of that. That's why it took me so long to even write yeah. what I have now. Or how do you talk yourself up without sounding like a <laughs> self-absorbed piece of shit? Exactly. Like, really, how are you? Like, I'm actually really good at this, but. I'm also really humble, but I'm really good at it. Like, I know. Probably the that, best you yeah. should hire me. That's always what happens. There's this <laughs> quote that I wanted to put in there, but I was like, I totally can't because it sounds like I'm too into myself. But it's <laughs> the willpower of an underdog. No, wait, I said that wrong. No, work ethic of an underdog, willpower of a champion. Yeah. So it's like you're always, you're working hard, like showing that you like want to make it to the top, but then you also are like strong and like confident in like your abilities, but... Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna was, sound too lame if I put that in there. <laughs> Wait, wasn't that in your? That, that was in your in your portfolio before, no, right? Yeah, it was. And then I was like, I don't think that I should write this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's bad. You I don't think, think so? You should, no. I think you should write whatever the fuck you you genuinely think or you feel. True. Like I don't. Yeah, I do like that one. Yeah, like, I think it was in a Nike ad way? with Serena Williams. 
I want to be in anything so that's related to Serena Williams. Same. I want to be associated so with her as much as possible. <laughs> or Venus. I can't remember which one. I feel bad that I can never remember which one's older and which one's younger. I don't even know. Venus is older. I'm not, I'm not a tennis okay, so was, Serena is better. It was Serena then. Hmm. <laughs> Serena's the one who just beat Venus in like the that big the Wimbledon or something. Yeah, they're they're, they're yeah. It's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> that you know tennis thing over there. <laughs> Whatever tennis thing they just played against each other, one of them won. Yeah. Whatever. So I think, I guess we talked a little about it, and you just talked about something that used to be on your portfolio, but from the time you started crafting your portfolio and until now, how do you think your portfolio's evolved and why? I mean, honestly, it's it's... If I could look at what I had first done, I don't think I'd want to because I'm really embarrassed of like what I even thought was supposed to be in a portfolio yeah. or even what it should look like. <laughs> um, it's been evolving so much because you get so many different, um, like you get lots of feedback and you also see other people's portfolios and you're learning what exactly goes into one. Because I don't think, I mean, coming into this, so I, I was, I did graphic design as well and you had to have a portfolio. And like that portfolio is very different from the portfolio, <clears throat> excuse me, is very different from the portfolio that you have as an art director. So I think it was trying to make that transition and figuring out, okay, not everybody wants to see all of my designs and my photography. So I had to limit that down and switch a lot of things. Yeah. It's constant. It's like constantly switching. I always switch my stuff. Yeah. I always switch my stuff out. Especially, like, when I create something new, I'm, like, excited to put it in my book, mm-hmm. so then I, like, switch it out because I don't want too much stuff, and it's just, like, a holy shit, never-ending process. Yeah, you're super good at that. I've, I've always been, like, I want to be like Alex. She Once she does a project, she puts it in, like, it's done. Me, I kind of take my time a little bit. I'm, like, wait to, like, update my portfolio until I know someone's going to be looking at it, which is probably not a good way to do it. Yeah, I mean, the only reason why I put it in my book so fast is we have to submit it to award shows. True. So then it's already, like, in a URL. But but I'm glad that I come across as just, like, on top of things. You do. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's actually one of the things that's my favorite about the way we've worked together is that, you know how many times we've I've started a project with someone and then it just dies and you <sighs> never see it come to life. But, like, we start something... And we see it through to the end, then it ends up in my book, and it's like a week later, and there it is, the project we were talking about a week ago, like, even this podcast, you know, we talked about it, and we did it, so I do think that that's very, that even though, you know, whatever the motivation is behind it, I do think that that's true about you, and it is awesome. Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I also think that you, Alex, have already defined your your style of design mm-hmm. like you have a very particular style of design which i'm obsessed i'm obsessed with you know and i think you you know what you want to design and it's just adapting it to whatever brand or whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're doing mm-hmm. but i think that's why for you it's easier because you already know this is what you what you like and what you want to put out there and i think a lot of our directors still struggle with that are still <clears throat> deciding or still working too hard to look like a particular yeah. brand instead of putting themselves into their projects yeah I mean it's true I think like the thing that really changed my perception of all this at Miami Ad School was this video it's called Taste so good um by Ira Glass it's him talking and then I don't know there's different videos people have made but it just basically says like your taste is killer but you're new 
So like, you know, what looks good and what doesn't look good, but it's going to take some time for you to actually produce it. Like you can point at something and say that looks like shit and that looks good because you have good taste, but because you don't have experience, you're not able to create it with your hands or with your computer yet. So you get frustrated, but it's just like, you have to do volumes and volumes of work to figure out like that, get to to just get to that place. I think that's why it's so hard that's as so like funny. an art director, your your portfolio, because you know that there's things that you want to change because you know it doesn't look right. But at the, the same time, can you actually make it look the way you want it? It's kind of like, should I try like or just leave it or it's fine, you know? Yeah. And I think like talking about the evolution of a portfolio and all that, like that's a lot of times what changes too. Like you'll go into an old project and like, let's say you won an award for that project or you still, or you just really liked the project in general. And that's why it's in your book. You look at it like six months later, whatever. And you're like, that is so fucking ugly. (laughs) I want to change it. Yeah. And you just want to change all the art. I was talking about that exact same thing. I was talking about that exact same thing about being able to, identify whether or not something is good like i can look at writing and be like that's not good writing yeah but if could i write better writing for it i don't know i don't know that i could i could just so i think that's very true and i think in both crafts Mm -hmm. whether you're a writer and art director like you're always there's always room to grow you can always be better but once you learn as like about yourself in that role i think it becomes easier to yeah and it's I think, like, there's two sides to art direction is, like, the actual, like, graphic design. You're creating the art yourself. And then there's the whole, like, coming up with ideas side. Mm -hmm. And so I think some people stray one side or the other. I agree with that. Do you think so? Yeah. Like, some people don't necessarily have the best art direction, but they have, like, decent ideas. Yeah. So... I don't know. And then sometimes it's like someone has really, they're really good at designing and they're really great, like at art directing a piece. It's beautiful, but their idea is so shitty. You just, mm-hmm. they're covering it up or trying to. Mm-hmm. Well, and- <clears throat> Absolutely. There's so many projects that I'm like, that's really pretty, but I don't and get it. Honestly, to me, that's worse because one time, like a CD was saying, like, if you have great ideas, they're more willing to gamble on you um, than if you have great art direction because they have designers who will do it. So if you have the ideas, it's going to it's exactly. going to be great. But if you just look pretty and you don't have ideas, what can you give them? Exactly. And you know what's funny about that is like I was just thinking about this right now. We're totally kind of going off like our topic, Oops. but no, it's fine. Like this is it's fine. This is like interesting stuff to talk about. Um, I just thought like think about right now like do you think you guys come up with like good ideas do you think you're good at ideating i mean what can i say no <laughs> i mean yeah i think yeah is it crazy no go ahead I mean, so i this is just like because i want to bring this into what i'm gonna say so like think about when we started miami ad school we also oh, so thought we came up with amazing ideas. So true. Like, I feel like at any given point, you're like, I have good ideas. But then you think back to the ideas that you did like a year ago and you're like, at the time, you, like, you're always going to think your ideas at the time are great. But then eventually once time passes and you look back, you fucking realize like you actually are getting better at this. It's true. Like you learn about things like first ideas and like things like that. And you're like, yeah. okay, that's, you know, maybe I was thinking first ideas when I first came here. Yeah, it's so true. You know, for me, that that journey's kind of been the opposite. I feel like 
the longer I'm in school, the more I feel like my brain is being trained to think a certain way, which is not the way it should be. And when I came in, obviously, it was my thoughts were all over the place and I needed to, you know, find better ways to get aligned with what I needed to actually do. But I feel like now and I think maybe being in Japan has done this to me a little too, you know, is I always think my about my ideas like, oh, well, is that expensive? Oh, is 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 that too crazy? Oh, are people going to like that? Are you going to see that? Is that mm-hmm. funny? And I feel like because of all the things I've learned, I have more things to to throw my ideas against to make to kind of make them feel like they're not good to make them feel like they're not good so i think like too I, many I, constraints or something so maybe yeah, you don't get as crazy as you could i don't really i just feel like it's not that i don't think that my ideas are as good it's just that now i have so much more knowledge that makes me feel like there's so much room for my ideas to yeah not be you're good. like your own worst cricket and i feel like that always stops me yeah. i could see that because i think because i was gonna say it's helped change my thinking in a good way, but I can also see how it's helped. Like it's kind of narrowed us into this similar way of thinking. And will that hurt us in the long run that we all kind of have a similar process? Yeah. And like one of my favorite things to do is like learn new, like <laughs> ideation games, I guess you oh, could call them. Yeah, those like are fun. I love teaching people games because like, especially when you're in a group and nobody has played it before, they look at it with like fresh eyeballs. It's like the stuff that you come up with that first time. It's like taking a drug for the first time. You know what I mean? You're like, it's more powerful. Like the ideas come out more powerful. And that's why I love like teaching people these games because they instantly like don't realize how, how much they help them go deeper. Mm-hmm. But I love learning new games from other people too, because it's the same way for me. Like, I just see, like, my ideas come out so much better. It's like that one time, like, one time we were ideating for this, uh, I don't even remember what it was, um, and someone had us, like, write down, I think it was Br- Brenda, um, she had us write down words on paper that we, of, like, whatever product or brand, like, just things that we thought of, and then we cut them all up, put them on the ground, and, like, rearranged them to find different names mm. for this or whatever, just like little games like that, they really help you like put, it makes it seem like you're a child. You know what I mean? It makes it more fun. It does make it fun. But I also think it's necessary because like I said, your brain gets trained and after so much, you know, you're constantly trying to come up with new ideas and after a while, your brain just kind of is like, okay, I'm, I'm out. So you need different ways to wire your brain of thinking. So, you know, maybe putting words together sparks something that wouldn't have been sparked exactly. in your brain otherwise. So mm-hmm. I do think yeah. that's important. And it's what keeps us creative True. and fun True. and young. <laughs> that and beer. <laughs> <laughs> or cider. Yeah. <laughs> Lots or, of beer. Yeah. I, by the way, I have to interject what? this year. There was a study talking about all the benefits of drinking beer. And they were saying that the reason why they give beers at the end of runs is because it's good for it's it's you you're more you get more hydrated from drinking a beer after. Oh, <laughs> this is news water. to me. I would be drinking a beer <laughs> after all my runs. Like, yeah, <laughs> and it's good for your heart rate. It's good. For, it's like a, uh, helps you burn fat. It's, it has all these benefits, and. People are like, oh, you're an alcoholic. And I'm like, maybe I'm just healthy. It's <laughs> the best know. way to look at it, for real. I didn't, I didn't no, need another excuse to drink beer, but... Perfect. 
So Steph, what's been your creative process for like updating and crafting your portfolio that you're happy with? Um, so our teacher Marcos the other day, he kind of, yeah, he's so awesome. (laughs) Um, he told us, so when you get your portfolio reviewed by somebody, write down what your, um, work, what your like, what do you call it? The name of the your title campaigns. of your work. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> name. Yeah. Put Early. your campaigns in an Excel sheet and then by each person who reviews it, put X's or checks depending on what they like. And then seeing, you know, if you get statistically, you get a lot of X's. Maybe that's something you should take out of your book. Or if you get a lot of checks, that's something you should move up, etc. cetera. Um, so I think that is something I'm going to start doing. Yeah. That was really good advice. Actually. Yeah. He's very smart. And then I think, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so smart. Yeah. And he's so funny. He's he's, he's one of my Okay, I have something to say about him. First of all, he speaks Spanish. If you guys didn't know this. What? He speaks Spanish. No way. Second of all, he's not British. He's Scottish. Oh wow. And his wife I didn't know he said his wife is British. And he kind of you know, lived there and he's been with her for so long he adopted her accent, but he's Scottish and if you ask him to speak in his Scottish accent he will and you won't understand shit. Oh my gosh. But he's Scottish as I'm fuck. Do this. this is great. And he <laughs> speaks great Spanish and I found that out because We have his class tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we we would um like we would speak like whenever we didn't want him to understand something, like the we would speak in Spanish, you know, like Oh no. A, <laughs> a, a particular person in the class was talking about how like hot he was and she would talk about <gasps> it all the time in Spanish and the day of her one on one he had her entire one on one in Spanish. <gasps> it was amazing. Oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> Who was she came this? out mortified. I'm not gonna say her name, but she came out mortified. Oh my, I, I will ask you off air. <laughs> I can't wait to hear. She came out and she was like, he speaks Spanish and all of us were like, no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And I like oh he kinda speaks Spanish. Like, no, he's one hundred percent fluent in Spanish. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So. That's nuts. FYI. This still wasn't about him being cute. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Now we know. Thanks to I don't speak Spanish anyway, but <laughs> the so. other it's whatever. No, it's true. All right, Steph. So as an as an art director, do you feel more pressure to have like a cool portfolio or an innovative portfolio? Yes, but I mean, I, I can't speak for copywriters on how they feel, but I think because we're judged on not just the content, but also what does your portfolio look like? Um, and then as well, the copy is also important. So you can't just have a bad about me. You still have to have a strong one. So I do feel like every single aspect of your portfolio has to be thought out and look good. Yeah. And I think a lot of times now, like, you need to have some sort of theme to your portfolio. Like, it's just, like, getting fucking harder and harder to have a good book. Like, I remember when I got here, people just had, like, something super simple, so it was all about the work. Now it's like, oh, my God, I need to, like, put gifts on every page. Like, I need to make this, like, um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, every I time you guys step up your game for your portfolios, it makes our copywriting portfolios look shittier. And sometimes I look at, you know, <laughs> how all these copywriters have art directors working on their portfolio and making it cool. And I mean, Alex has helped me on my portfolio a little, but, you know, most of the shit on my portfolio is just me on my own. And yeah. <clears throat> that's hard. I mean, what if the theme for my portfolio is simplicity? Since everyone has a theme, I, I dig it. Yeah, <laughs> just do white and black. Yeah, and nothing. Just do else. it because that's what I already did. But thanks, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like it. <laughs> Way ahead of you. I'm a, I'm a simple person. So, 
Me too. No, um, you're not. Well, I, I can be simple. I cannot be simple at the same time. Although I don't think I am either. So. You know, to be honest with you, I was just like reading the next question and I didn't really hear what you said. So okay. I just straight up was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Oh my God. All right. So now onto the question that I was reading. Um, how important do you think design is comparison to having like solid work in a book? Okay. That is a good question. I think that if someone goes onto your page and it just doesn't look good, will they probably even look at your work? Who knows? But I also think that within your work, it I kind of said it earlier, but if you have really good ideas and maybe it's not designed as well, I think that they would still take a chance as opposed to if everything was designed well. But I think, I mean, you just have to have both, to be honest. I, I've gone to some portfolios and, like, gone in the bathroom and thrown up because I'm like, that's <laughs> fucking ugly. You know, for me, it's always this, the homepage. And oh. if I can't get past that, then I just really don't want to even look at any of your stuff. I'll yeah. have a negative view while I'm looking through your portfolio. If if you have some splash page or some whatever's on your front shit. is just gross, yeah. It's hard for me to continue. Yeah. No, I agree. I like don't take anything that you do seriously. I'm kind of just like, well, you have terrible taste because this is something that's like, this is you. You know what I mean? This is like something that's yeah. decently easy to design because it's all about you. Mm-hmm. So if that's what you want is that like ugly ass yellow color <laughs> with that like <laughs> ugly font and like uh, whatever hey, then if michelle if you're listening we do like the yellow color oh yeah portfolio. michelle this is, i'm not talking about your portfolio <laughs> i know i'm kidding i'm talking about another person's portfolio <laughs> i hope they're not listening oh, my <laughs> it's um, funny because for me it's like i feel the same way about you know copywriting where you're like, oh, if it's good, then maybe they'll hire you. Like, if it's if it's okay, then they'll take a chance on you. But I don't. I actually don't think that's true at all for copywriters because no, like you can learn and practice and practice and practice at photoshopping and all that shit. But like, you're only gonna get you know, like you can get better at writing, but your starting point as a writer needs to be somewhere that's. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I yeah. always look at um copywriters about me and I'm like, if me it doesn't too. sound good, then I just I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so much pressure to have a good it about is. me. And it's just like, <sighs> I think for me, I that's, that's the hardest. Hard. That's the most, that's the most pressure. It's like, you know, it's sorry. I was just thinking like, you know, it's like super, I feel super bad about for copywriters is like when you go to like a piece in your book and it's really like well written and it's like awesome, but the art direction on it is just hideous. <laughs> it like really distracts me. I'm like, God, I feel so bad for that person because that yeah. line is so brilliant. But that is damn, sad. is that ugly? <laughs> like, yeah, it's the same. It's back. It's the same to me. It's the same both ways. Like, shitty That's copy can ruin true. beautiful work, and then oh, 100%. yes, 100%. shitty art direction can ruin amazing copy. Yeah, yeah. That's a look. So, people so people sad. say that the art director copywriting dynamic is dead and that's bullshit because there's no way I'm going to make anything as pretty as the shit that Alex makes and yeah. <laughs> you know like it is what it is well that's yeah. that's why there are rules because exactly. you know yeah. it helps it's a harmony and you really do need that other person mm-hmm. but now there's these little fuckers out there who are good at both things I know and congratulations to you I'm glad that you can do that 
But also <laughs> fuck if- you because it's harder for me to get a job because you exist. What do they call it? Call it again? Like a hybrid. A hybrid. Yeah. I mean, can we all just say we're hybrids? We te- I mean, we technically had to do a lot of copy our first couple quarters. Yeah. So you can I could say whip hybrids. It I can like pull. I can do something with copy if I like had to. Yeah. You know, if someone was like you put can. a gun to my head, you know. Yeah. Boom. You definitely copy. Can. I was actually <laughs> talking about that the other day, Alex. How. What I like about working with you is that sometimes you'll give me something, and maybe it's not the line, but it's the 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 perfect starting point for what mm-hmm. we want to say. Yeah. Or like you're 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 able to tell me this is exactly what I think it should say, and it helps me kind of get myself in a place where I know exactly what I need to write. Right. And you don't find that in our, in our directors, so oh, I appreciate that well, a lot. That's good. I'm glad it's not just like no, annoying. No, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think Steph's the same I way though. Yeah. Steph's the same that. way. Yes, you guys both are because I've worked with both of you and both of you have helped me in that way. Like I ask you guys questions and you guys are very good about saying this is what it needs to be. I think this is what it should sound like. And mm-hmm. that helps. Yeah. I'm like I, a some person people may likes, think it's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I think some people would <laughs> take it as something that's annoying. I um, but shit. I can kind of tell. I hate copywriters like that. I can tell. Yeah. I don't like step on people's toes if I know that they would be offended by that. Um, listen if you're working with a copywriter and this is real like if you're a copywriter and you're listening or if you're working with a copywriter like if an art director helps you is helping you or offering their advice on copy it's not because they think that you're a bad copywriter or because they don't respect you as a copywriter and they think that they can do better they're just literally trying to help you and don't be an asshole and be like oh no you're wrong or shut them off because you don't realize that the only damage you're doing is to your idea yeah, and I think that's why I like headline. Like, I don't like writing like long scripts. Like, that's not something that I'm good at. I would say I'm decent at writing headlines, and mm-hmm. that's because yeah. I feel like when I'm thinking about ideas, I'm constantly trying to find that one name that will represent mm-hmm. the entire concept or idea. And a lot of times, yeah. that will turn into the line, or like you said, it'll be a really good direction of like where to go next. So, like, I feel like all yeah. art directors should be good at that because you need to be able to like. Yeah. concisely figure out what your idea is in one line or one a few words or whatever yeah like there's something in our one of the things that we worked on was that target thing mm-hmm. and the line for target was something that you wrote to me and i was like look honestly that's the line like yeah we could i could sit here and try to write something different but the it's just it's the line that's it mm-hmm. and i think that there's a, a lot of ego with copywriters where you feel like if you didn't write it and you didn't create it, then it's not yours. So you feel like you have to shut down your art director and make them feel like they're they can't contribute to the copy because then you feel like you're not yeah equally contributing. And I, I understand that, but it's not a good thing. Don't don't ever think that just because somebody else isn't a writer by title or by job role that they they don't have a valid opinion about the way something should be written well and if anything like it's kind of like well i can if i'm not understanding it and i'm on the project someone on the outside probably isn't going to respond to it either so exactly yeah and it is i do find that it's hard a hard balance between like writing the copy for them and being like hey like you know maybe this is we could go a different direction it yeah. is hard to do that. Yeah. I always feel bad. Like I, <coughs> if if I have a copywriter come back I to know, me, it's so funny, and they like have something <laughs> written down that isn't the idea, or like there was just a miscommunication. That I'm like, fuck, we really had a miscommunication, and they just spent all this time writing this, yeah, and it's not what we're doing here, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that hasn't happened with you, Yessie, but it's happened with other copywriters I've worked with, 
and it's really hard. But even, but there's even been times that I were, I were, I'll write something, and you're like, I actually think it should sound a little more like this. And for me, that's not offensive. For me, like that's that's helpful. Mm-hmm. And I don't, yeah. I don't, I think people really just need to get the fuck over themselves and understand that. Yeah. that's part of being a team. Is I just don't get when people feel like, <laughs> okay, yes, there are two roles, but at the same time, I want you to give me feedback on what it looks like. And I want yeah. to give feedback on what it sounds exactly. like because yeah. it's it's overall a piece that we're doing together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If I see something in art direction, and I'm not an art director, but I can look at something and be like, I don't really think that looks great. Right. Yeah. And I can say that. And maybe I can't tell you, hey, this is how it should look, but I can tell you that for me, there's something about it that doesn't look yeah. right. And sometimes maybe I can identify what it is. And it helps you because maybe you've been looking at the same shit for three well, and that's hours. The, that's and the problem. And that's like why mm-hmm. I like having copywriters that are comfortable doing that. Because I've, let's say I show you a piece and you're like, oh shit, you know, like you see something of like a way to position the piece in a way that I didn't, I couldn't see because I had been staring at it. So if you're like, oh, hey, try and put the logo over here and like the type over here, like try to center it instead of left. Like, I think it's going to look really good this way. It's probably like, if I'm looking at it, I haven't seen or tried that. And if I have tried it, I'll say like, oh yeah, I tried that. It didn't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I sometimes love I'll just do it and be like, oh yeah, like, me you know, too. maybe this doesn't work. Even if I think it won't work, I'll at least try it because yeah. why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good to like, hard. let mm-hmm. your partner know you value what they're saying and Mm-hmm. you can try it it's all about communication it's all about and and you shouldn't be scared to tell a copywriter hey i don't think it is and and i get why you are because people are very sensitive and, and shit like that the same thing about you know when you show your idea to a teacher and they critique it like people are really sensitive about their ideas but this isn't the industry for that like you need to be open to people critiquing you and when it's your partner helping you it's not they're not bringing you down if if they fail you fail so you know it's not they're not trying to make you fail they want to help you because at the end of the day it's their work too people don't get that and i don't get why people don't get that you can't do your the best work by yourself like you need somebody else's brain yeah okay yeah you do so so we kind of veered off a little (laughs) but you know we were talking about getting feedback and I'm sure that like most of us, you've gotten like a ton of feedback from different people about your portfolio. And we all know that portfolio reviews are really subjective and you'll get a lot of mixed reviews. So you kind of said that tactic about Marcos. But before that, how did you go about choosing what advice you took or what advice you ignored? Because I think it's it's pretty much impossible to take every piece of advice because some of it is contradictory. I think sometimes like, well, me and Alex would talk a lot about when we got feedback and say, what do you think about this? Or do you think that's true? Like, uh, and you know, it's sometimes it's just good to say out loud, like, Hey, this person thought this and I don't actually agree with it that much. Or, mm-hmm. and, and the thing is it's very, it's subjective for you as well. So like personally, I don't put videos in because I don't want to do videos, but mm-hmm. someone else could like Alex, she puts in videos and maybe she wants to do it. Maybe she doesn't, but she doesn't feel the same way that I do. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. I think it's just personally mm-hmm. what you feel is right. And it's about a feeling yeah and hopefully you have good feelings (laughs) hopefully that's exactly how i look at it like if somebody gives me advice and if they're just like i don't like this i'm like okay cool like that's that's cool but like 
I'm not going to take it out of my book because you don't like it. You know what I mean? If they're like, oh, hey, like this idea, I have seen it a lot of times in a lot of different people's books. Like, Mm -hmm. I think you should get something in here more fresh. Or like, I'm seeing a lot of, like Marcos was just telling me, he's like, I'm seeing a lot of like playful stuff in your book right now. And I want you to get something serious, like a small brand, like not one of these big brands, like get a small brand, you know, that's like a fucking newspaper company or some shit, like something that's boring as hell and make it interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So like something that's like more like real work, like we'll be doing in the industry, but like advice like that, I love because it's specific and he gives like reasons why, but when someone's looking at your book and they're just like, "Mm, I don't like this. Or if I don't respect the person, I think that's a big part of it too. If they have a bad portfolio, why should you trust what they tell you? Yeah, or if they're, like, a nobody. I mean, no offense, but, like, (laughs) not, like, a nobody. But if they're, like, I'm a creative director at my own company that's been open for six months or whatever. You know? I don't know. We all know those, like, bullshit people. You just Um, get the vibes, and if you vibe with someone, then you probably agree with them. Yeah. If you don't, then you probably don't agree with them. Yeah, exactly. For me, it comes down to, like... If you talk like what you were saying, Alex, like if you're telling me I've seen this before, I I think this could be better. I think that they've already done this, or or some, or if you can justify why, you know, mm-hmm. then I'll take it into consideration. But if you're just telling me uh, I don't like it, and I ask you why, and you can't justify it to me, then it kind of makes your advice invalid. And at the end of the day, it's I mean, advice is just that, yeah. advice. It's not law. It's not, this is what you have to do. Yeah, and it's all like, I don't know. I also, good advice someone told, I don't remember specifically who said this right now, but someone said um, a good way to figure out what agencies you want to go to is go and pick out your favorite campaigns in the media right now. Like your favorite campaigns that you've seen. Pick out like five. Look at Mm -hmm. who did those campaigns. It's very likely they're all going to be um, like the same agency or like two different agencies because that's the type of work you like. And you automatically are drawn to it because it's something like you already do, like stuff that's already in your book. So you like work that. similar mm-hmm. to how they work and you like the same types of ideas that they like. For so sure. you should try and go to those agencies. Um, and I definitely think like definitely. when I was applying for Droga and all that, Wang Duty, I'm like excited to go there because I do feel like their style fits mine much more than uh, Droga Five or RGA or whatever. Um, yeah, I agree. So. You guys have like this cool like vibe going on. I think it'll be good. Yeah, it'll be a good ghoul. fit. It'll just be a ghoul fit. <laughs> good and cool. I just pulled a mean girls. <laughs> love it. <laughs> or did she say ghoul? <laughs> whatever. It's it's hilarious. I love it. Um. No, that's good advice. I agree with that. Yeah, and it just like kind of helps you figure out where you you're supposed to go. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you don't realize like, and then you can kind of look at their work and do your work like their work if you want to be there, mm-hmm. so that they feel like mm-hmm. you'd be an asset and fit in well and all that jazz. Um. Yeah, I definitely think that's that's pretty solid advice. You told you told me that once, and I I agree because I I like I said I've always thought that. I want to make the work that I'm that I like to do and that I'm proud of, and th- that's what I'm gonna put out there. And the same thing with my book, like I'm not gonna put 
something in my book that I think is what people want to see. I want people to mm-hmm. see who I am and what I like and the shit I like to do. And if they don't like it and they don't hire me, then that's good because mm-hmm. I obviously don't want to work At the end of the day, there. it's how you would fit in with their culture too. So why do you want to go somewhere that you don't fit the culture? Mm-hmm. Like you should stay true to yourself and you'll find somewhere that's true to you as well. It's so, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and like for me, I like to do... I like to do some like racy campaigns, like things that people don't necessarily like always agree with because I think it's interesting and I think it's real and I think it's human. Like we're all fucking human. Let's just be real. Get down to it. You know what I mean? Like, and others do not like that. So, but I don't want to work for people Mm -hmm. who don't like that kind of stuff because that's the way I think. (laughs) There's a statistic. I wish I knew it, but it's like of like the ads done in a year. It's like, 80% 80% of them are forgettable or 90, Forgot, 90%. 90% of them are forgettable and like 4% were remembered because they were bad and 6% were remembered because they were good. Yeah. So sometimes having that controversial backwards thing can at least be memorable. <clears throat> yeah. Marcos, Marcos, Marcos told us that. He's been a hot topic. He's just very yeah, intelligent. He so. is. He's really smart, <laughs> but it's he true. Is. I told, remember I told you guys about him. This is the teacher I talked to oh, you yeah. about that. I was like, that you guys are like, yeah, oh, he yeah, teaches yeah, the yeah, pitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a really good teacher. And what I like about him is that, I mean, I, I guess for you guys because the class is huge, it's it's not as as detailed the the feedback. But like, he's so good about giving feedback that's mm-hmm. constructive and that leads to actual, you know, mm-hmm. betterment of your work. It's not just like that's not good. Uh, well, why? I mm-hmm. don't know. It's just not good. Well, well and I feel thanks. like he really. For at least your class, he gave you guys stuff that you really would put in your portfolio. I mean, yeah. That drives me nuts when people are like, this would be great for your portfolio. I'm like, it really wouldn't. At no, all. like a website design for yeah. you for free. <laughs> like, like, no. no. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. That makes me so sad because it's true. He did give us a lot of work, but oh, no. I didn't have the luxury uh-huh. of working with great art directors yeah. in that mm. class. Like, with the like one like two thirds of the class, I was art directing my own shit. So, but I had a partner, you know. So now I have all these cool ideas that Marcos was like, "Oh, that's really great," that never made it to my book because, yeah, they don't. You look just good. can't do it. And you, yeah. You know, we were just talking about how. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, we're nearing the end of this podcast, um, and we just want to know what's your advice for other young creatives. My advice would be to stay current on, like, advertising topics, but also, like, really look into podcasts and, like, other various avenues and not only listen to advertising, but listen to other things that Mm -hmm. will open your mind and give you insights and give you these little tidbits and little facts that you can bring to the table. I think that's really important. Yeah, I mean, I love murder mystery podcast as you two know but the listeners don't necessarily um that's kind Mm -hmm. of like i fell in love with podcasts (laughs) and all that um and i listened to murder ones and like and also i listened to ones about real people and like real i don't know really real things and i learned so much from them i learned so much i can't even tell you how many times i've been like in a group session ideating and been like, well, I've listened to this one podcast and yeah. this happened and blah, 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 blah. Like, I have said that so many freaking times. It's absolutely ridiculous because I do. Like, it, they have nothing to do with advertising, but I learned so much. So. That's true. Yeah, I listen to This yeah, American yeah. Life a lot and I fucking love it. 
you know, and there's just there's there's a lot of good shit out there, and it's true. It's not just advertising because you know sometimes just advertising all the time is a little much, but it's you gotta have new experiences and try new mm-hmm. things and read different books and Ugh, yeah. maybe watch. I really want to get into reading watched, again. Know, like, there's so many books time. I want to read. I love reading so much. So my yeah. best, oh, Kathy, she was on the show. She lives in North Carolina, and we we're both kind of busy, so we don't get a lot of time to talk. So, like, our way of making sure that we talk is by reading. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) Yeah, and we've kind of fallen off. We haven't really done it lately, but we we have you know we pick a book and we read about it because we Mm. both love reading and we're both creatives and we I think we both appreciate the importance of what we're slacking on that. I'm trying to listen to audiobooks too because I feel like you can do a lot where you're yeah you could just like play it and like do other stuff Mm -hmm. while you're doing it. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, that's hard for me. I think I'm too like. My attention, is, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yeah. I have to like be reading it. I don't know. All right, Steph. So you told us what you would tell young creatives. What about people who are already in the mm-hmm. industry? What's your advice for them? So, um, maybe like take under your wing somebody that's younger. Maybe the interns, because I feel like okay, I do agree. As an intern, like we should go out there and we should really like ask like questions but at the same time it feels like you're bothering people and you don't want to mess up their day so i feel like just being a creative in the industry you should really go out there and try to impact like the people trying to get into the industry or maybe the interns at your agency um because it could help you too making that connection and really maybe they have a point of view that you didn't have and might be good to get to know them i agree i'm like really excited to for that time to come for me I love like nurturing people and like helping them grow in different aspects of their life. And I'm can't wait until I'm a creative director, even someone below that, you know what I mean? Even just like a, a art director Mm -hmm. helping juniors or whatever, Mm -hmm. or or juniors helping the interns. Like, I think it's so when you teach somebody something, they also teach you something. Yeah. So you're like constantly learning. And, you know, like, for me, I feel like I've, I have I might be a little spoiled and maybe after this internship, it's going to suck because being here, you don't get treated like a, like an intern. No, no, you know, no. Here, they, they, they need something for you. They need copy for something. They pull you. Like, right now, I'm writing all the copy for one project and then handing it over to a Japanese copywriter who's translating. But it's my work that's getting shown to the, you know, to, so, mm-hmm. to the, the client and, that's cool because you're not doing dumb internship sh- internship like getting mm-hmm. you know like stereotypical shit like getting people cop- coffee like I didn't come to Japan to get anybody coffee I'm actually <laughs> doing shit that matters that's gonna make me a better creative and you know I've seen other people not doing that in their internships and I'm a little afraid because this at least this internship has been so good they've been so good about like nurturing us and like they take us out all the time and ask us questions and talk to us and you know they're always wanting us to reach out to them and always giving us good advice so I'm a little afraid of doing internships after this because I feel like they're they have a lot to live up to you know Mm-hmm. yeah I'm I feel the same way like I was you know I was in Tokyo and it was a great experience and now I'm going somewhere yeah. else but I'm even more excited about long duty just because like talking to the creative director and they have an amazing ECD there who's a woman who was an, is an art director by trade as well. 
So, and the CD that I talked to is also an art director by trade, which is really hard to, to get. Usually they're writers. So I'm super excited mm-hmm. to have my art direction looked at more finely <laughs> because usually when they're writers, sure. they don't care as much about the art direction. They care about what the writing says. So I'm super excited to be mentored by these two. They sound like they're sure. super like excited too, which makes it even better. Yeah, I'm curious how um, Jogo's going to be because Y&R... When I went there, it was it was very standard nine to five. That's it. Everyone goes home. You don't go out together, and kind of had to make my own way and like go out there and talk to them myself. and And it was okay. You know, it's not my best strong suit. You know, I did it occasionally, but I'm hoping. Um, I heard that Droga is definitely more hands on. Like, really gets you into their culture, and you'll be there much longer, <laughs> which could be good or bad. But um, I'm excited to like work and hopefully have that mentorship yeah for sure they have a ton of like juniors there Mm -hmm. and a lot of them come from miami at school yeah so like a lot of people know each other so i think that'll be great Mm -hmm. all right steph so we always like to end the podcast with a little game so today we're gonna play a game of mad libs with you okay and you know how Mad Libs works. We're going to read a sentence and you're just going to finish it off with whatever answer comes to your head first. Okay. So we're going to start, start off it off easy. Uh, easy. Um, my name is? Stephanie. My favorite color is? Green. If I could have one talent, it would be? <laughs> Swimming underwater and breathing. <laughs> so if I could describe myself in one word, it would be? cool <laughs> you said first words that's what came to my mind oh my god it's so funny i'm picturing the little emoji with the glasses yeah. right now i always use that one next to the word cool um if i were an animal i would be <laughs> turtle but that's not what i think that's the first thing that came to my mind <laughs> i love this game because oh of god, that I'm trying to guess what your answer is. A polar are bear. Be. That's what I would want to be. Now that I thought about it. But yeah, <laughs> turtle was the first thing that I could think of. <laughs> Tortoise wins the race. I love that you thought of turtle first. <laughs> okay. If I could have any job in the world, it would be. Um, I don't know. Owner of the world. <laughs> 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 Stephanie Armstrong, owner of the world. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a dream. Uh, oh, that's yeah, so funny. Oh my god. I feel like I'm bad at this. this no, you're great at it. This is going very well. Um one food I can't live without is cheese. Oh girl, I, I feel I you so hard so on that one. <laughs> yes. I'm trying not yes. to, but it's just so good. <laughs> I know dairy is so yes. bad for you, but it's so Listen, good. I have a boyfriend who hates cheese. So. What? That'd probably be good for me. I'm not, never listen, seeking Robert I need to again. say this. This is so important. It is not that he can't eat it. He's not lactose intolerant. He just doesn't like it. Yeah. What kind of fucking alien doesn't like cheese? I don't know. I think he might More be a psychopath. <laughs> He's you better an watch alien. Out. <laughs> yeah, cheese. Yeah, he might be. A, he is a psychopath. I know it because he doesn't like cheese. No, he's like the nicest human I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but he doesn't like cheese in that. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, you can't just like listen. When we started dating, he told me he didn't like cheese. I was like, I, how am I supposed to trust? Him? Oh my! I don't know. <laughs> it's true. I don't know who. 
how can you start a re- like a solid relationship with someone who says crazy shit like I don't like oh, cheese? I yeah, don't know. what a, a crazy person. I eat cheese like shredded cheese out of a bag. <laughs> like, that's my level yeah. level of love. Yeah, like while I'm saying extra cheese, he's like, no cheese, please. I'm like, can I just have his cheese? That's fine. I'll take it. Just put his cheese on whatever. I don't even care what I'm having cereal. I don't care. Just give Maybe me get your cheese, cheese on the fine. side. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Okay, so if I could live in one country, it would be Australia, only because I've never been there. Okay, so you're going all in. <laughs> but I've mean, never been to Australia, but I want to live there forever. <laughs> but if we're being real, probably Canada because it's closest to like the, the United US. States, and for the most part, they speak English. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's First fair. thought was Australia, <laughs> where I mean, the turtles are. My we'll hang out. <laughs> so great. Um... If I were an article of clothing, I would be a flannel sweater for, for fucking <laughs> or a flannel sure. button up. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, if she doesn't say flannel, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna that's be mad. Definitely what I would be. <laughs> a red one. Yeah. If I could only drink one thing for the rest of my life, it would be water. I really like water or green tea. That'd be oh, I have to pick green tea. <laughs> I can't live without green tea. It's like what wakes me up in the morning. Yeah, Stephanie is always with a Benji Starbucks green exactly. tea. Like it's a part of her wardrobe yeah. now. I'm basic. What can I say? Oh my god, that's Ugh. so true. She always has the the clear cup when I yeah, see her. Yeah, always. <laughs> it is part of your yeah. wardrobe. Um, okay, and then the last one. My hidden talent is. You know, I always hated when they did these things because I never had a talent. Um, I can do tongue tricks, actually. Oh, that's cool. I can do like a flower. I can do a flower, too. No, that's a a three-leaf clover. clover. Uh I can fold it in half. (laughs) Can you do the cherry thing where you take the stem off the cherry and tie it in a knot? Yeah, but you know, it's just a really awkward talent. It is. Um, I I have an elf ear. Sometimes I use that as my talent. Oh, just one. like a little cartilage in there. <laughs> it's like a point. It's not like really a talent ones. because you didn't learn how to do that. But it feels like magical to me. <laughs> it's magical. Not a talent, but yeah. magical. Because it's an elf and elves are magical. Oh, God, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, okay, Steph. Thank you so much no, thank for you. being so on the fun. show today. Yeah, thanks, Steph. We had a great time on my yes. floor in my room. Yeah. Our faces Bonding. are maybe one foot uh, away Good luck from in New York. We're super excited for you. Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. I'm so sad because we're all going to be, I we're going to be in the same state. And now like none of us are going to be in the same state. The shit just, but York, I have maybe, excuses you know? to go to New York. It's true. Yeah. LA, so I told you already, oh, like, yes. tell me when we're going on a fucking road trip. Cause going, like, yeah, she said she would come on my road trip. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Like, I, I have to it. check in with my brother. He might want to come. But yeah. Yeah. It's weird that I'm I'm doing you my road trip without you. And I then know. you're going like two weeks later. It's so sad. One. Yeah. She's going to California too. So you can yep. road trip with her. You got to bring all my stuff. It's so funny. <laughs> right? <laughs> so crazy. Um, it's just wild like how it all worked out. But that's how life works. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So if you guys are enjoying our podcast, be sure to comment on iTunes. Check us out on Twitter. Tweet at us like we said before. Um, and Instagram at mem- the Mad Women Podcast. The porn thing should be fixed now, but if it comes back, I apologize. Yeah, guys, we're also on Facebook, and again, our website is hopefully no longer porn. I think we're porn free, so you guys can check us out at madwomenpodcast.com. Heck yeah. Um, once again, I'm Alex. 
And I'm Jesse. Here's to Mad Women. May we work for them. May we work with them. May we be them. Cheers. Woo! Cheers, Steph. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whew. Alrighty. That was fun. <laughs>